Welcome to my podcast over a cup of coffee with HJ, directly broadcasted from Shanghai. I'm an independent inspirator and offer you a full spectrum podcast. My audience has always the chance to listen to exciting and inspiring people which have the right to share their opinion and their perspective on various topics which make life meaningful. This is the second part of our blockchain series, part two or four. Tom and Maddie are my guests and we discuss today the potential of blockchain for societies. Will this be a disruptive potential in our overall globalization or will blockchain used by the ones who are in power so it's supporting the power structure or it will change from bottom up to top. Mehdi, you're from France. France is known for revolutions. So probably I think you should start and then we go over to Tom from Switzerland, which is slightly different. Yeah, well, my name is Mehdi, I live in Shanghai, but I'm French. And so uh, maybe you, you saw that there is a lot of uh, social movements since the last three years in my country. Uh, me, I'm surprised uh, that when we have a technology like blockchain, um, I'm surprised that uh, there is a lot of population which is disappointed from uh, the, their governments and uh, they don't try to uh, start building their own public services by citizen for citizen. And when I think about this, I see blockchain could actually solve a lot of problems. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's crazy that uh, in 2021, uh, we had uh, two presidents, we had a collection of election of uh, national president, where you had issues like Cambridge Analytica, Uh, or, uh, or issue about the trust regarding the, uh, the, uh, the checking the, vo the process of checking the votes and counting the votes. Um, so uh, as a dystopia uh, or utopia, depending, uh, I, uh, I think that in the next years and decades, I anticipate easily that blockchain, but not only, uh, could be a technology could be used by a group of citizens to starting to organizing their citizen life uh, better than the government could make it. So I'm really glad to hear you say that, Mehdi, because I have the exact same feeling, or not even a feeling, it's a wish, actually. So like I mentioned at the start, I, I got into blockchain kind of by accident in, in 2016. But when I started getting into it and looking around, I mean, the whole idea of decentralization and sort of citizen empowerment and sort of bottom-up structures that you could do with, with a, you know, with a viable decentralized currency and a viable decentralized um, information and data sharing um, was very appealing just for that reason, because it was really a technology for self-organization. Or I, I saw it as very strong as a technology for self-organization. And especially if you think, you know, if you're worried about the geopolitical situation and, you know, there's you know lots of tectonic shifts going on in the world and things may get may get a bit 
a bit chaotic. I think it's it's nice for us to be able to have this opportunity to organize ourselves on on a more low level, and it is kind of interesting that you don't see as much of that going on as 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 certainly as 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 I would have liked to. So, and I think that in terms of blockchain, if it's not doing that right, if 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 using this technology not for you know not for bottom up um, self organizing systems like DAOs and 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 you know. And, uh, and, and and currencies, you know that, and and you know you know sort of citizen oriented currencies. If you're not if you're not using it for that, then it's to me not really, it's, it's not really interesting, right? If it's if it's being used more as just a, a more fancy database um, and a, and a, an easier way to 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 make, you know, a large system of that you can sort of control from the top, then it's just a, a another a, another brick in the uh, in the uh, in the technological dystopian world so i don't know but i, I agree with 100 percent Mehdi. that that's that's what's appealing about this stuff and and that's what i'd personally you know like to see more of yeah thank you well it's, uh, it's something I, i really wish you see some valuable developments on a social level in society um the yes and no uh, i i i explain myself uh You will have uh, more awareness and uh, more uh, more possibility that uh, this kind of initiatives takes place uh, when people would like to take their um, their destiny. I want to say of their fate uh, by themselves. Where we are in a model where usually you expect that the government you are, you have elected the government, you have a mayor, you have a deputy, you have a senator, you have whatever you want, a president. And uh, you expect that they organize the life in society. Uh, I think it's uh, it was um, it's a model that needs to change, and it will take years before it change. And people will not start to initiate the critical change uh, until um, some emotional catalyzer. So I think today the the Bitcoin, for instance, is. Uh, Uh, is so popular uh, even with people which is not Bitcoin maximalist uh, just because they see that as an insurance against uh, hyperinflation and uh, another economic crisis. It's just about where do you want to place your trust. And and for the citizens, this is exactly the same thing. At some point, after some crisis, after some state uh, might uh, go in default uh, for X amount of debt collected, Uh, at that moment, uh, when citizens uh, will have too much, some might trigger this kind of uh, initiative. So, is it going in the right direction to its start? I think yes, because uh, more of the time spent and more we have uh, the last two years, we saw more and more governments uh, who was in fail, uh, and uh, with uh, with an economic situation uh, who was uh, completely out of control. There is plenty. Uh, you, we had uh, we had Ecuador uh, not long time ago, uh, just before COVID. Uh, we had Turkey uh, just after COVID, uh, and and you have other uh, governments uh, here and there. And um, so yes, it's going in a good direction. It's going to take long. I think it's going to take some time, and I think it's painful. And I think we need to to be more in pain before it starts. Unfortunately. Yeah. I I would definitely agree with that. I think that um, what what gives me hope in in this situation is that we have these um, 
we have the blockchain, we have the decentralization movement, and it's kind of just going on and on and, and you know, platforms are getting built and usability is getting better and, and the tools are kind of being developed and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in decentralized autonomous organizations now and sort of all the pieces of the puzzle are kind of there and, and getting better and just waiting for what Mehdi said, waiting for a good crisis to, uh, to, catalyze, um, to catalyze adoption. And, and I've always felt that if you're going to move to a more to a more democratic, decentralized world that you know that's kind of supported by by this kind of technology, then it's going to be bottom up. And I always like to think that you know you know first we'll we'll decentralize um, we'll decentralize our communities and 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 then maybe we'll, we'll decentralize our, our corporations and at some point we'll decentralize our countries. Um, you know, sort of sort of in, in that kind of a, in that kind of a bottom up approach, but. Um, and I think that that people are increasingly looking to, to things like you know, people who aren't familiar with this stuff are looking to things like like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies for, you know, for this trust element. Obviously, we've seen a whole bunch of movement last year and, and, and now on um, the uptake uh, of Bitcoin in, in corporations, right, with the, um, the whole micro strategy and Tesla stuff and and. And um, you know the, the the adoption of Bitcoin in in um, traditional payment systems like I mean, you, you can you, I think you can pay with Bitcoin in in, in Visa now, um, or and, and PayPal and stuff like that. So so you know you, you see that, and a lot of that is driven by by uncertainty. But without some sort of big time um, problem, right, that really forced people to look for alternatives and really scare people, you're probably not going to see that much movement. Both of you had painted a bright future using digital currency and uh, the blockchain. However, Maddie and I live in Shanghai and for me personally, it's really hard to imagine that this kind of picture will uh, be realized here within uh, the border of this country. So do you think that the future you painted will be more uh, visible or will be realized in certain parts of the region uh, on this planet. So, maybe quickly to that, I I, I want to maybe clarify what I said. I'm not sure I, I painted a bright future. I painted a bright wish um, from my side, um, but I I don't. I think it's very hard to to make predictions of what's actually going to happen. In fact, to be honest with you, I hate to say this, but I, I tend to be a bit pessimistic. Because um, the, the the problem is that all, all, all technology um, is power, and the, you know the technology of you know the technology of money, which is what blockchain is, and the tech and, and data is you know that that's that's really kind of where the 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 important you know power structures are right now. And, and I don't know if things are actually going in a good direction. I I, I said I like the, the blockchain and decentralization movement because it does give tools. Um, Theoretically, tools for for people to to self-organize and 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 build these bright futures. That's the one thing. The other thing is, um, I think sometimes that I get I personally am a bit um, am a bit influenced uh, and maybe have a bit of rose-colored glasses on because I live in Switzerland and you know for all of its flaws, Switzerland is certainly no not a not a utopia or no perfect place. I think it's safe to say that this is the um, you know, this is the most decentralized, uh, you know, functioning, healthy country and economy in the world, right? Because we, we you know, we, we live in a very federal system and I vote all the time. And, and uh, you really get a sense that here is, here's a government that, that trusts its citizens. 
um, in ways that um, that other governments don't. I think, and I grew up in the U.S., and and that's that's a bit of a different story. Um, so I I don't know if um, I don't know if uh, if we're really going to see such a bright future. I I I think that what Medi said before. I'll come back to that about this is you know th this decentralization will be catalyzed by a crisis. I think that's that's true, but that means there's going to be a crisis, and it could be a, it could be yeah. a pretty nasty one. Reflecting on what Tom was saying, um, it's true that it's. Uh... It's, uh, it's very difficult to make prediction of uh, what will eventually happen and where it will happen. Um, I, uh, I hope that the best of, uh, the, best of the blockchain uh, could actually bring, uh, bring the most of help to, uh, to people who need it the most when we come to the concept of decentralization. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if it occurs when it will happen. Uh, timing is something uh, unpredictable in uh, in investment, uh, but at the same time, uh, there is a lot of market that remain to be uh, uh, disrupted. Uh, when you think about a new way to uh, to remove uh, all the business uh, who uh, who include a, a third party, uh, so uh, so in a general uh, in a general way. Uh, I think we will have the emergence of more and more blockchain tools and not specifically a currency. Um, you already have, for instance, um, tools about uh, the way to manage uh, uh, securities and uh, uh, instead of using paper uh, when you want to, uh, when you have uh, shares of company or uh, you, you can directly, uh, a little bit like the startup, like Carta, uh, uh, but with a blockchain with it. And I think this is very interesting in terms business-wise because it's uh, you can see that there is a lot of business to do with blockchain. Um, but at the same time, uh, blockchain is a new kind of technology. And all of a new kind of technology that, uh, that the world encountered, internet, the telephone, social media, whatever, uh, you have different generations. And right now we are just at the first generation of blockchains and people are focusing too much on, uh, on the what it is, how to use uh, Instead, uh, why are we going to use it? So I, I think that there is a lot of application that actually we don't have enough, uh, we don't have a, a enough step back to, uh, to know what will come. And, but I'm sure that you know, it's like it's like for the social media. Before Facebook arrived, you have uh, Friendster, you had MySpace, you had you had different generation of those tools, and even now, you still have different generation of those tools. Snapchat with uh, uh, Clubhouse, uh, which uh, uh, were, were so. I see that blockchain will uh, will evolve in its nature, and uh, and we will have a new way to use it, and uh, it will be uh, more and more accessible. Uh, every time that you have a good use case uh, that can be implemented, you are uh, breaking the barrier to entry to let people use that technology. Just listening to you also made me think that, looking back a bit, that there are also, I mean, there are also success stories already that you can talk to. And I just was reminded of um, of one of the first projects I got involved in when I first got got into the whole blockchain scene was a was a 
a very idealistic project called the Internet of People, um, where they wanted to build a you know decentralized, um, privacy-preserving internet, and they had a token and all of this. And um, that unfortunately didn't go anywhere, but um, although I think it's still around. But what what really opened my eyes on that project, and again I was brand new there, was that a lot of the a lot of the people doing the development work were um, programmers in Argentina, right, and in South America, mostly in Argentina. And they had a very desperate economic situation, and what they really wanted was um, was Bitcoin, and they were getting paid back then in, from the project in in in, um, in Bitcoin. And you know these guys were saying, look, this is a lifesaver for us. And I think that's in a lot of places in, in like Latin America that that's been the case. And these are really smart, you know, really smart people with a lot of experience, but they're in an economic mess, and, and they were turning to, you know, they just, they needed this, uh, you know, what basically was a hard currency for them. And that I think was a success story. And then I remember being um, doing some work more recently, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So the UN has been using using a blockchain-based system um, with refugees in Jordan, right? Uh, you know, people go into these camps, and um, there's a lot of corruption, and and it's very hard to get you know to, to get aid to them, even though they're in the camp, because um, you know things get stolen or, or or whatever it is. And they had this um you know this this blockchain-based system where they could they could you know, give the you know give the aid in the camps directly to to refugees on their phones, and and uh, and uh, you know it was very successful. It was very useful, right? And they could you know, you know you get your 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 vouchers for you know to go shopping for food and and whatever else you needed. And it was very hard to to cheat on that system, right? Because um, a lot of aid that goes into you know unfortunately in these places gets gets siphoned off in in the wrong directions. So I think that there's that there are um, success stories we can we can point to. And um, but uh, again, like Mehdi said, it's it's we, we still don't have the Facebook moment or the Google moment um, when when, you know, some use case comes up that that really pushes this broad adoption. I really enjoyed the conversation with my guest. If you did so, feel free to share this episode with your friends and your colleagues within your circle and your social media. I do this in my free time and it's for non-profit. If you would love to be my guest and share your valuable insights, feel free to contact me. You find the details in the description of the podcast you're listening right now. Bye bye. Thank you.